Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. This may be the greatest playoff performance by any Heat player. You're just hooping, playing basketball the right way. Nobody home! Miami Legion for the first time tonight! I love the competitive aspect of it. This is where all the like, best players, they just they show up and they show out. The eight-seeded Heat, they shot the Bucks and take a three games to one lead in this best-of-seven series. LeBron, do you ever amaze or surprise yourself? Yep. Six seconds left. LeBron's got it. James drives, plays it up, ties it. Wow. That's always been me. Whatever it takes for the team to be successful, just trying to be as great as I can be offensively. But even one point on defensive end. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. She's Shanae Gumake. He is Richard Jefferson. And ooh-wee. We had some games. We had some games. We had games. some games. We had some games, and we had some performances game last games. night, Richard. Game games. We're going to get to Jimmy Butler. But oh, we don't get to you, Jimmy. We don't get to you, Jimmy. Due time. So we're going to start with the game of the night, and then we'll get to the performance of the night. But the game of the night was the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Remember, John Morant still dealing with that soreness in his right hand. It was heavily taped. And, Janae, we could see him favoring that left hand a little bit throughout the game. Yeah, and it's just remarkable what he's able to do, you know, particularly with this explosion. I mean, look at him with the crossover, slice the defense, and then finish with the left. This guy, his toughness is on another level. Look at that tween all the way to the rim and took a little contact there. So many angles for this fantabulous play. Fantabulous, yes. The right hand is injured. The left hand he was going to a lot. I'm perk now. (laughs) Making up words. We're going to pick this one up in the fourth quarter because the Lakers led by as many as 12. But this was interesting. D'Lo made it interesting. The starting five in all double figures and the threes that he made really changed the momentum of the game. Yeah, and he was 0 for 5 at this point. So for him to knock down these three when he did, it's not the threes that you make, it's when you make them. Correct. Time and score. And D'Lo says, yes, I'm him. So off this miss here, (laughs) this is what John Morant does, Richard. But it's a little scary. Let me say this. I once told my coach when I was 35 years old, I only take charges in fourth quarters and in playoffs. John's got to understand, come playoff, every player is going to put his body on the line. Big man led by example right there. Absolutely. And then looking, runs Rui Hachimura denied. This is the final seconds. John Morant looking around, dishing it out to Desmond Bain, who gets it to go. Again, the Lakers led by as many as 15. And here, the Grizzlies take a 2 point lead with just a couple of seconds remaining. Beautiful play there from Desmond Bain. Look, all I'm going to say is this. When you're watching this play at the end, big fella, he knows where he wants to get to. He sees it. He gets up and he goes. Richard is going to walk us through this play in just a little bit. But first, I want to hear about it in LeBron James' own words. 
Well, I mean, I work on different layup packages, um, you know, tier one um, is a layup just really just right underneath the underneath the rim where you lay it off the glass. Tier two is like the middle of the glass or the middle of the square. And then tier three is over top of the square. Shout out to Chris Johnson. Um, we work on those depending on the shot blocker. So um, I've had um, moments where I've been able to um, to scoop those high layups. So point eight left here. Watch Anthony Davis comes in for the monster block. And by the way, LeBron James made that. I know. Like it didn't count. <laughs> like, made it count. But just for good measure, another half second. He it made that. Wild. So to overtime we go. LeBron James driving. Lays it up and in over Jared Jackson Jr. And he went right there. So remember, there's been a little bit of trash talk earlier in this series about whether or not LeBron James can go to the right. Take a listen to this. Who doesn't want to go left? I was just going to go left all game. And then he was settled when he would pass the ball. Um, and that's my nothing. And that's what I and then play physical with it. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment we have been waiting for, mm -hmm. the matchup and what happened right here, crown him the king. LeBron James and the Lakers take a commanding 3-1 win over the Memphis Grizzlies as this series shifts back to Tennessee. So LeBron James became the oldest player in NBA history with a 20-point, 20-rebound game. I mean, 38 and still setting career highs here on the glass. So, Richard, 20 years into his career. Uh, it's impressive. And this man, he's still finding new ways to add to his resume, but something he's done over 9,000 times in his career. First of all, can you back up? Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. This is what we're going to back back up right there. Stay Staying in my lane. Luckily, Jaron Jackson Jr. decided to join us, right? We have him here in the studio. So I'm going to break down what Bron was saying. We're going to get nerdy. Normally, we don't get this nerdy, but it was get really cool. Get nerdy with There's me, a, baby. Look, I want to show you guys some video because we're talking about three tiers of layup. So this is for the young players because everybody plays basketball. Not many people are basketball players. This man is a basketball god. We know this. Watch this frame by frame. Look at how high the ball dropped, right? And Ja couldn't touch it. Nobody. Jaron Jackson Jr. couldn't reach it. Now, this is what we're going to show you when he's talking about Tier 1. Mm -hmm. So, Tier 1 is right here, right? That just means fast break, you go up there. Look at where Jaron Jackson Jr. is. That's a block. Now, Tier 2, higher off the glass. Like, if someone's chasing you down for a block, you want to get the ball to the glass as quickly as possible. And you saw, when Jaron Jackson Jr. was on his body because there wasn't a shot blocker, he's able to get in here. You go high, right, really off the square. Because if mm -hmm. you get it to the square, it drops in. That's it. This is where it becomes special. Guy, and Bron's not the only one. Kyrie's got a layup package. Trey Young's got a layup package. They call them giant killers because guards will shoot floaters. They will shoot floaters high off the glass, right. and they get get to him. Where Bron had a very difficult shot. He had Tillman on his side. Yep. So he's not able to elevate. You got 240 pounds on you. Normally Bron can. He's 40. We get it, big fella. We're not complaining. So then when he goes off, he's got to shoot a shot high off the glass. Right. Because at this point, Jared Jackson Jr. had five blocks in the game. We're talking about the reigning defensive player of the year here. Yeah, and you got to know where they are. Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella, Brooke Lopez. You have to know where they are. Giannis, mm -hmm. you got to know where they are at all times because they will come. So Bron's going to his right. He knows he's already had five blocks in the game. 
So when he goes up, now this is where I'm going to give you another analogy, like golf. Sometimes when you hit a golf ball, that ball can spin and roll towards, that ball can spin and die and just drop. He's got to hit a ball up there on top of the square with no English that just has to die. Mm. So he can't shoot it, he can't flick it with his wrist, he's just got to shoot a floater high off the glass and I'm going to brick it because I'm sitting here like this, but he's got to shoot it high off the glass. It's got to hit over. above the square, two feet above the square. Anywhere else you can see on that graphic, Jaron Jackson Jr. blocks Lock. it anywhere else. So lots of players have this. I like this for young players at home. Three different tiers. You got to be able to shoot this, this, and then you got to be able to go high off the square. Great players can do it with both hands. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, and that was, thank you for that. LeBron okay. James was all over the place last night. There were so much more that he did for that team here is a listen to LeBron after the game. LeBron, do you ever amaze or surprise yourself? Yep. <laughs> uh, when? Did, um, that, did that happen tonight? Uh, I, when my teammates told me I had 20 and 20, I had no idea that I had 20 and 20. It's the first time I've done it in my career. I've done some pretty cool things in my career. I've never had 20 and 20 before. Jalen Rose joining us now. Jalen, it was actually five years ago to the day, my friend, that LeBron James hit that shot against the Pacers. And then five years later, I mean, he's still coming up in the clutch time after time after time. What is it that stands out to you? That it's not only about his offense, Malika. It's about his leadership, his development as a player and RJ just did a great breakdown of that final layup and also he shot that underhanded mm. that's something that he didn't never have to do in his career you know why because when you're younger you go dunk it on everybody regardless if he has five block shots or not and also for LeBron playing off the ball allowing Austin Reeves to be an initiator and be aggressive D'Angelo Russell hit three big threes late in, in the game, and also sacrificing his body. Those charges that he took are game-changing plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. Because if LeBron's giving up his body, Malika, guess what? The other 14 guys got to fall in line. And the timing of that play right there, because Ja had a choice to go and try for the layup and or to drop it off. LeBron didn't plant his feet until Ja was about to take off. So that was great timing. And that was personal right there. Mm. The last play against Dylan Brooks going left and then the roar of the crowd, yep. that was personal. It was great to see the King dominate the way he did on both ends of the floor, but his leadership in particular is willing these Lakers to victory. I got to say, the line of the night, it might have belonged to Shaquille O'Neal when he said, LeBron got 20 and 20. That's 40. Didn't, didn't Dylan Brooks say he wouldn't respect him until he gives him 40? <laughs> well, combined, there you go. And we know LeBron, right, Jalen, has thrived in moments like this time and time again. But for the Grizzlies, this is a relatively new situation, right? So they find themselves in a 3-1 hole. Here's what they had to say. Obviously, you know, LeBron gets his right hand, which can happen at the end of the game. Um, so, uh, you know, some breakdowns for us uh, one on one and shift defense. We didn't shift and they scored too much in the paint late in the game. Um, you know, so, you know, very disappointing loss. It always comes down to game plan discipline. Um, you know, I mean, LeBron's been a strong right hand driver since he's came into the league 20 years ago or however long he's been in the league. And, um, you know, he gets to his right hand and, you know, we got two guys on that side that are supposed to be in help and, um, you know, we didn't execute. 
Um, you know, and it's pretty much as simple as that. You know, I mean, game plan, discipline, we needed it for 48 minutes, and um, it let us down. Kendrick Perkins joining us now. So we heard from Desmond Bain. We heard from Taylor Jenkins, but I was standing in the hallway outside their locker room last night, and I watched John Morant walk by, and I watched Dylan Brooks walk by, and none of them spoke to reporters. That's after they've kind of been chattering. This is a team that builds themselves up with what they say publicly kind of all year long, Perk. So what do you make of this? Well, Big Memphis is what they call themselves, but they have big problems. And I'm not talking about them on the verge of losing this series. They have bigger problems internally, the culture, the discipline. And we already know this is Dylan Brooks' second time avoiding the media, which I believe is a strong coward move. If you're going to talk that talk, and if you're going to be able to poke your chest out and have your glasses and your chain on when you win, you got to face the music when you lose. I have a problem with John Morant, though. With all he has been through this season, and for him to duck and avoid the media as the leader of the franchise, the franchise guy, the guy that they gave the bag to that he earned, and rightfully so. But at the end of the day, when I look at Ja, we were talking about him, you know, just about a year and a half ago of possibly being the face of the league. That has gone out the window. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, I'm looking at Ja, and his superstardom is in jeopardy. And when I say that, not because he's not going to deliver in great fashion, it's because he's going to make it where he's going to hurt his bankroll. We're talking about a guy that could make so much money outside of basketball, but because of his leadership and lack of professionalism, it's a problem. So if I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, the entire organization, I can't wait for this season to be over with. It can't come fast enough so I can address every single problem that I need to address, including my leader, so-called leader, in Ja Morant. Ja, uh, let, let, let me say this. Like, Ja, Dylan Brooks, you can learn, and I, I'm not big on, on, on leading by example, right? LeBron James, we see him taking charges. We see him doing – he is a great example of a leader. I'm not going to talk about him as a player, and I'm not saying he is perfect, but I will say this. You can't talk the talk and then not walk the walk. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to have a bad game and then go face it because when you win, everybody wants to talk when they win. They're sprinting to the podium. Everybody's up there. When you struggle, and that's really where you show your true character, mm -hmm. Dylan Brooks, as much as we crack jokes, I love his fire. I love the energy. And right. honestly, Braun, was, when he was talking to him, was like, don't change. Keep that energy. Don't let nobody change. Keep that energy. Keep that energy. He likes it. It wasn't. There's no beef there. Braun's seen it all. He's heard it all. He's done it all. So if you're not going to talk to the media after two straight games, that to me is cowardice. And I don't believe either of them are cowards. I'm not saying that. I'm saying to avoid that smoke after talking the talk and being this You can't avoid the media. That's something to me I just can't get on board with. Stand there, say we got to play better. But to have both stars, mm -hmm. both guys, especially Dylan Brooks, that's just unacceptable. Well, now the series, it shifts back to Memphis. And the good news, I guess, for Memphis is that they, the Lakers, they need to win in Memphis. And LeBron knows how difficult, right, closing out the Grizzlies can be. So, Zach, how are you viewing the rest of this series now? It's just hard to imagine LeBron letting the Lakers lose three games in a row. I know they've right. got to win one on the road. Memphis has home court advantage. But the way LeBron is playing, the precision with which he plays, the way he can control games, it's just hard to imagine them going on a three-game losing streak now. Sure. 
they have really found a nice balance as a team between LeBron on the ball, LeBron off the ball, letting Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell cook. And if I could, I want to shout out one guy who we don't talk about a lot. Please. Dennis Schroeder mm. has done exactly what the Lakers need him to do. He hasn't shot it like gangbusters this year from two or three, but he's not taking anything off the table. He's not forcing it. He's defending job pretty well in this series when that's his job. He's a pretty cagey screen setter for LeBron when they want to hunt small guys on pick and rolls. He's just another guy, kind of a forgotten guy, who's come and done his job and made those second units or those hybrid smaller units with LeBron at the floor, made them work. The Lakers right now, they're pushing every right button. They're going to be a tough tough out and it's hard to imagine them not winning this series. The Lakers lead this series three games to one. Next it shifts back to Memphis. Game five is Wednesday and it's going to be fun. Guys, I can't believe we are, what, 15 minutes into the Come show? Come on now. It's it time. is time. Perk said it was a 56-piece wing dinner all flat yes. and air fried. Okay. I mean, I know he said he's not Hemi, but gosh darn it after last night's performance, we're calling him Hemi Buckets. Gosh darn it. I love you, man. I just, I can't. Right, listen, I can't. I can't. His name is James. Well, then on the other side, we do need to examine what is going on in Milwaukee. Now down three to one. Can they do enough to make a historic comeback? Plus, it is win or go home tonight for the Clippers. Chanae, she has a cheat sheet on if the Clippers will be booking their vacation. See what I did there? I saw oh. what you did. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. Rooted in communities big and small. So Jimmy Butler, he's had plenty of big-time playoff this moments. This was amazing. This was incredible. We're going to show you exactly how it went down because this was one for the ages. We thought, with Giannis Antetokounmpo returning here, Chanae, that this would be the game. The Bucks get back. The series is tied. Oh, no. First quarter coming out, dropping 22. I mean, let's talk about how this guy doesn't really shoot threes during the regular season. 
shows up when it matters most and his game is fully unlocked. And let's also talk about the people that have played for the Miami Heat and he's breaking all the <laughs> yes, records. Right. Like, can we just talk about that? But Giannis, Giannis being a monster. I said it when I did game three. Having Giannis back is not going to solve all your problems. Right. Boy, it solved a lot of them. Well, but look how much they're up with just under no nine look, minutes baby. left. A no-look pass from Giannis. Diamond to Brooke Lopez. Big double-digit lead here with under five minutes to go, and yet Miami kept coming. And, and, and Jimmy Butler did so many quality things, attacking Chris Middleton, getting him in foul trouble, getting him out the game. But there were some big, big shots hit by the others. Martin knocking down. He's been great all game here, trying to call a timeout. Yep. No, you're being too lazy. You're yep. being, like you playing against the wrong squad to be too lazy. That's heat culture right there. Jimmy Butler fully embodying heat culture. 13-0 run in two <laughs> minutes up, and Jimmy, 30 seconds. <laughs> Jimmy's, Jimmy is feeling himself in this moment. So Milwaukee up by two. 120 left. Jimmy takes a three. You said he's not known for that, Janae, but my goodness. When it comes to the playoffs, every shot is a great shot for him. And around this time, oh, this is when we got what we wanted. Watch this step back. And then he started talking his Ish. And that is over Drew is Holiday. He's one of the, Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders in the world. In the entire world, ladies and gentlemen, there is not a better guard defender that you can find. Well, Miami takes a 3-1 lead. Let's hear from Eric Spolstra. I'm not ready to rank anything yet. We still have some work to do. Um, I, I don't think Jimmy would want me up here, you know, ranking this performance or anything. He's not relaxing. He understands, uh, you know, what we still have to do, and he understands who we're facing. I'm sure you guys will be able to fill in the gaps of, uh, you know, what this performance has been, you know, historically for the Miami Heat. Just go out there and I compete. I want to do everything for my team to win, along with everybody else on this roster. Um, I think Coach Pat and, 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 and Spoke, wanted me here for a reason. I feel like this is part of that reason. But the job's not done, so we don't want to get comfortable. We got one more to get. You've denied it before, but is playoff Jimmy a thing? Are you ready to? It's not a thing. It's not. I just I just I just be hooping. I'm sorry, Jimmy. It, it's, it. it's kind of a thing. I appreciate the humility, but it's a thing because the Heat trailed by 11 with eight minutes to play. Jimmy Butler went into a just go mode, scoring or assisting on 24 of the Heat's final 32 points. He outscored the Bucks by himself in that span, 21 to 16. It wasn't just about his 56 points. It was scoring when it mattered the most, time and score, and he went off. And I, I was speechless. I did not have good words. I did not have the best words for all this. But I know our friend Kendrick Perkins, Perkins uh. does. So, Perk, what is your word of the day to describe Jimmy Hemi Butler? Well, I, I, I'm keeping it real simple today, and it's inconceivable. That's what it was, inconceivable. Jimmy Butler did the unthinkable. Nobody thought that he would come out there and put on this type of performance that he did last night. This was one of the greatest playoff performances I have ever seen. If you would have told me before the start of the game that Jimmy Butler would have carried this team with Brooke Lopez going off of a career playoff high, 36 points, 11 rebound, rebounds, uh, Giannis having a monster triple-double, and he single-handedly went toe-to-toe with those Giants. And by the way, 
Over there on the Bucks, mm. they have Drew Holiday, who could arguably be in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. They have Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Both of those guys could also be in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. All three of those guys were on the floor when Jimmy gave them that 56-piece wing dinner, all flats, air-fried, with a little dab of ranch dressing. It was a beautiful performance and one of the greatest playoff performances I have ever seen. Look and that's saying a lot. To say that he just did. There's Hurt. no doubt. Hurt has Hurt. never Hurt. used a dab. Hurt. Yeah, he dunked. Hurt puts his whole hand yeah. in. He dunked his whole hand. He, he gets a tub. He gets a dipper. He gets a dipper like He goes like this. He gets his whole hand in Randy. Yeah, just like, yeah. Dunk it. Yeah, we know the truth. I've seen you eat, bro. I've seen you eat, bro. I want to bring Zach Lowe into the conversation because Miami now leads the series 3-1. to So on the Buck side of all this, they were the favorite. We were all talking about them for, for them to win a title. So in your eyes, is this series over, Zach? Over? First of all, inconceivable. Good job, Perk. I like the Princess Bride reference. It's inconceivable that this series is over. The Bucks have home court advantage, and they have Giannis. If this is a serious team, are you serious? This is a serious team. They will win game five at home, and all they got to do is win one road game against a team, by the way, that has in this series alone lost Tyler Hero, lost Victor Oladipo, and about a week and a half ago looked like they were about to wheeze their way out of the play-in tournament with two straight losses. No, it's not over. The Heat are eventually going to have to win one game where Jimmy Himmy doesn't go absolutely bonkers the entire game. So, no, it's not over, but this is as serious as it gets for the Bucks. Mm. It felt like their playoffs really started last night when Giannis finally came back, and it didn't start well, and their margin for error is now exactly zero. Zero. Yep. All the pressure is on them. Chris Middleton has a player option for next season. This team is not getting any younger. This is an urgent, urgent moment for them. And I'll tell you this, the Heat, they are not scared of any moment. Nope. They're going to come into Milwaukee. They're going to punch you in the face, and let's see what happens. The, the Miami Heat would be the first eight seed to upset a one seed since the Chicago Bulls upset the 76ers in 2012. Uh, yeah, that 76ers-Bulls uh, series. The Sixers won. Derrick Rose got injured. So the come on NBA today. We got some buckets to talk about. Yes, we do. Devin Booker buckets. Oh. Historic tear of his own that he's on. Today's cheat sheet of Book's bag ahead of game five. That's coming up tonight. Plus, speaking of the Clippers, is it over for Tyler's squad? We are going to. What? Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, it's been over. Well, we also get to hear from Paul George, who is speaking with reporters for the first time since his injury. And I mean, I still can't believe this. Hemi Jimmy. Hemi Jimmy. Jimmy. 56 yeah. in a playoff win. So we're going to take a look back at some of the best postseason performances. Eric Spolstra said he wasn't ready to rank them, but I think we are. He got a Hemi in there. He got a Hemi in there. Oh, goodness. Do you know Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hooker drawing traffic. What a pass. Durant wide open. You know, we're still growing. We're still trying to learn each other. You know, I encourage them to double team him, throw any type of defense at them. Hooker to the corner. They are starting to play very well together. Still trying to figure out the best way for us to operate around each other. You're watching NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Oh, yes. It is time for Chanae's Cheat Sheet, and this one is brought to you by BetMGM. So, Chanae, we have three potential closeout games tonight, but perhaps no one is more interesting, more enticing than the Suns and the Clippers. What are you looking at in this game five, my friend? First of all, shout out to BetMGM, okay, for sponsoring my segment. People might be sleeping on Devin Booker right now, who has been on one this postseason on both ends of the floor. Let's start, though, with offense. Book is one of four players to average over 30 in a play run on 55% shooting from the floor and 40% shooting from three. But the gag is in my Kiki Palmer voice. (laughs) This is an incredible feat when you realize that 83 of his 91 shots have been contested. That is wild to have those numbers. Let's look at his offense. He's using the left hand to sort of say, hey, I want to drive left. Plumlee, no eyes on the basketball. Strong left hand. Attacks. D-book. Not afraid to take some contact. And finishes right there. I love how aggressive he has been getting to the rim. Here, watch this shot. Mind blown. Just transported. Teleported. I call this the blind shot fadeaway because you miss the rim and you have to do this on muscle memory. He's 55% shooting on those types of shots, contested shots. It is wild. So we all know about D-Book's offense. But where this playoff run has been different is his defense. Tell your friends, Devin Booker is third in the league in total contests on shot this postseason, allowing just 40% from those looks. So he's taken a lot of pride in his work on the defensive end. And y'all, if you don't believe me, here's the man himself. I take a lot of pride in it. And I always have... You know, I had a reputation early in my career that, you know, I couldn't do it. Um, being a part of, the, of of a losing team was was tough and, you know, I had a lot of weight on my shoulders. But now, you know, doing it collectively with a group of five, with everybody locked into the same scheme, and um, it allows everybody to be aggressive on the ball. And, you know, you know you have help behind you, people covering up your mistakes. I love that. Two-way player, two-way guard. Let's take a look at his defense. Out-of-bounds play baseline are hard to really match up man-to-man. Here we see that they're trying to get the ball to Kawhi Leonard. Everyone's even pointing that way. And look, he takes his matchup, plays the lane, saves the ball, and they're off to the races. So he's been very active in passing lanes. Again, two steals in the postseason, leading the NBA there, doubling from one steal a game he had in the regular season. But watch this. He's playing post player here and drop coverage. 
and he's forcing his opponents to shoot just 39%. So that's really impressive. Not only is he doing the passing lanes, but he's not afraid to take on the assignment of getting in drop coverage. And even better, they get in goal after his defensive really galvanizes the rest of them. So I know we've seen some amazing, sensational performances. Shout out to Hemi Butler. Shout out to Steph and the Warriors and that series and everything. Aaron Fox. LeBron James yep. and the Lakers. LeBron. But flying under the radar is Devin Booker, who is having one of the statistical best playoff runs so far. Absolutely. All right. So that's the sun side of things. Let's go to the other side of the matchup. The Clippers, they face elimination with their biggest stars. Both of them are sidelined. And one of those stars is Paul George. And he spoke for the first time since his own injury. So here's what he had to say about Kawhi, who is also out tonight. Kawhi is a trooper, man. Kawhi is a trooper. Kawhi is willing to put it on the line. The fact that he got hurt game one, tried to play through game two. You know, people think that he's out, you know, because he doesn't want to play. Um, it's, it's, you know, I think it, it just attacks his character. Um, and what people don't understand, like, man, he'll play through it. You know, it, it's, it's got to be a reason why he's out. Um, you know, he wants to be out there with us. I'm joined now by our Clippers reporter, Om Young Masuk. You are in Phoenix, Om. So beyond what we just heard from Paul George, what more are you hearing about what the team is saying about Kawhi? Malika, the Clippers want to be pretty clear about this, that there's this narrative, whether it's ridiculous or not, that some people are suggesting Kawhi Leonard is, uh, you know, load managing, that he is resting despite his two dominant performances after game one and game two. This is Kawhi Leonard's time of the year. Right. And Ty Lu said the other day, he's hurt. This isn't load managing. This is not him resting. Otherwise, he would play through it. As Paul George said to us earlier this morning, this is an attack on Kawhi's character to say that he can't play. On another note with Paul George, uh, he basically confirmed what our colleague Woj had reported in the series, that he was unlikely to play in the series. He said that at minimum, his injury required a six-week recovery. Mm. Six weeks takes us to next Tuesday. So he is still hopeful that the Clippers can pull off a miracle and get out of this first round and that he can come back. But he said there's still some scares involved as far as trying to come back and making sure that he does not re-injure his knee. Well, if they are going to come back in this series, they're going to continue to need a lot from Norm Powell, who they've been relying on. They're going to continue to need a lot from Russell Westbrook. And I understand that Paul George also spoke about Russell's future with this team. What did he have to say? Paul George obviously was the guy who lobbied very hard for them to sign his former Oklahoma City teammate. They did so with his blessing and, of course, Kawhi Leonard's blessing. And he said, look, we want him back. He is the leader that we need at point guard. He has played himself back into a free agent market that I think he's reestablished his market to show that he can still be that old vintage Russell Westbrook and that maybe this the whole Lakers thing was just a blip on the radar. Of course, I think for Russell Westbrook, it's going to be a tough decision for him this summer whether or not he wants to stay and maybe take a pay cut to stay and be happy with the Clippers or see what the market provides him out there and what other teams might be able to give him as far as more money. Mm, very interesting. Ohm, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Rejoining our entire panel here, Chenea Gumake, Richard Jefferson, bringing in Zach Lowe and Kendrick Perkins. I'm curious. We see a 3-1 series lead here for the Phoenix Suns. So, Perk, what is the key for L.A. to find some sort of way tonight? <laughs> make shots and hope that they miss shots. Look, I'm waving a white flag on this one. I know I picked the Clippers, but without Kawhi, they don't stand a chance. I believe the Suns are going to close this out tonight. I think the Clippers put up a good fight, but let me say this. Russell Westbrook has, has saved his basketball career. 
Forget being a starter in the league. He was on his way and on the verge of not actually having a job to putting it, to being put in a position by the Clippers and Ty Lue to be the best version of Russ that he saved his career and he's going to get a nice payday. Mm. And I want to say that he went out there against all odds and went out there and did and handled his business in great fashion. Kudos to Russell Westbrook. So is it, if it's any bright spot that the Clippers have right now is that they're looking at Russell Westbrook and saying, you know what? This is a guy that we need, not right. one that we need. But at this point, Zach, the fact that we are talking about bright spots for the Clippers after when we were coming into this year, Chanae and I were talking about how, yeah, maybe really they could be the team that comes out of the West. The magnitude of this game, this series for them is what? I mean, it's, it's, it's boring to talk about now. They built everything around the two stars and they're not healthy right now. And if those guys aren't healthy, I don't even know what the magnitude of this game is because it's just hard to imagine them beating Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul three times in a row without home court advantage and relying on Norm Powell and Russell Westbrook who are playing amazing but aren't as good as those other guys. They're gonna need a million things to go right for them just to get this to a game six in LA and zooming out. I mean, if you had told us all in the summer of 2019, when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving signed in Brooklyn and when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George ended up together in LA, that those two teams in four years would win four playoff series combined, none of us would believed it. We all would have thought it was crazy. Mm. That's what we're staring at right here. Historic disappointments, one of whom is now on another team playing against the Clippers. Right. It's, it's unbelievable to think about. Jalen, when you look at this series from the Suns' perspective, considering you have an aging Chris Paul, considering you have Kevin Durant with a, a history of unfortunate injuries, how important is it that they wrap this up now, that they don't play with their food and go back to Los Angeles? It's extremely important because those guys are also playing heavy minutes, Malika and you want to get this the series over with so that they can rest up. But adding Kevin Durant also now allows Chris Paul to pick and choose his spots, like he did in the previous game when he took over late, in particular in the fourth quarter. But Devin Books, as you guys broke down, has been, De Devin Booker has been terrific, not only scoring the ball with efficiency, but also competing defensively. And they got lucky in a lot of ways because you're facing the Clippers team that's dealing with injuries, while you're starting to figure your team chemistry out since they haven't played together but about 12 or 13 games overall. Mm, well, teams that take a 3-1 series lead in a best-of-seven series, they go on to win a little over 95% of the time, and the winner of this series will go on to take on the winner of the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. But we have a couple of elimination games going on tonight, y'all. The Clippers, they are not the only ones. The Hawks, they are also facing elimination in Boston, so do not miss Big Perk's reaction to DeJounte Murray's suspension. NBA Today will be right back. Keep it locked. Time to go coast to coast around the association. And we're going to start with some news. Our Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that the Rockets have hired Ime Udoka as their next head coach. He went 51 and 31 in his lone season with the Celtics, reached the NBA Finals. Then, remember, the Celtics suspended Udoka for the 2022 23 NBA season in late September after an independent investigation conducted by an independent law firm found that he needed to be suspended. So, Jalen, what are your thoughts on Udoka heading to Houston now? 
I think it's a really good hire for the Rockets because Malika, we saw him nurture a young roster in Boston and help that team not only win the conference, but develop. Jason Tatum developed into one of the best players in the league. Jalen Brown, all NBA caliber performer. Well, speaking of developing, Lowry Markkinen, he won the Most Improved Player Award. He increased his scoring average by 10.8 points from last season, the largest increase by any player. And then Markkinen also led the NBA in points per touch. That's according to Second Spectrum Tracking. So, Zach, did the voters get this one right, my friend? I voted for him, so I guess I have to say they got this one right. How about the Jazz? Only one team gets Victor Wembanyama, but the Jazz got Lowry Markkinen, an all-star, and Walker Kessler, no-brainer, first-team all-rookie, and a million draft picks. Not bad. And then on to the Timberwolves we go, because forward Kyle Anderson has been ruled out of Game 5 in Denver tonight because of an eye injury he suffered in Game 4. The injury occurred when his teammate Anthony Edwards inadvertently hit him in the face late in the third quarter. So, Chanae, another injury here. How much are they going to miss Anderson? They will miss him a lot because he got a lot of in-and-out buckets. You know, some possessions that were quiet, he answered a lot of those things quietly himself. And so I think the T-Wolves, uh, with Denver, Jokic coming off of a 43-point performance, right. this is a team that knows that to win the West, they'll have to be rested. I think they're going to handle their business. It's been a good season, though, for Anthony Edwards. And then on to the East. The NBA announced Monday that the Hawks guard DeJounte Murray has been suspended for one game without pay for making contact with and verbally abusing an official at the end of Game 4. The Hawks trail 3-1 one heading into Boston tonight. So here is DeJounte Murray speaking for the first time since his suspension. I just feel like we all should be held accountable from, you know, players, coaches, uh, even the referees, you know. It shouldn't be one-sided, you know. It should all be fair. It all should be, like I said, we all should be held accountable. At the end of the day, there's a lot that led up to that, you know, and I think a lot of players can relate to, you know, those frustrations, but also, you know, with me, it's just different because one thing before games, like I stated, you know, all the refs come to me and, you know, say hello and how much respect they have for me just by knowing their names and coming to them, asking politely, you know, what I can do or my teammates can do to be better. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm suspended. It's in the past, and I'm not going to sit there and just, you know, worry about it. It is what it is. It is what it is, but it is an elimination game. Perk, what's your reaction to this? <laughs> you know, you know what's crazy is that mm. when guys are out there getting a spanking, okay, they are quick to jump fly or get on the officials when he should have been beefing with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum because they the ones that gave him that work. Like, they the ones that had the 30 pieces that night. Why are you mad at the official? At no point throughout the course of that game did the Hawks look like they even had a chance of winning that game. Yes, they made a run. This was a dumb, idiotic move by the de, by de, de, ah, Tate Murray. This was dumb. Like, I don't understand. And this is the part that gets me. Why are you giving your money back mm. to these people? Like, keep your money. It was unnecessary. As a guy who actually got fined a lot for having a lot of texts and getting ejected, I think back on those moments and I'm like, I was just dumb. This was another dumb situation and a dumb move by Murray, and I don't know why he would have done that. Well, the DeJounte Murray will not be there as the Hawks try to stave off elimination. The Celtics lead it this series 
three game to one. And speaking of three games to one, I mean, we need to revisit Jimmy Butler's performance. His 56-piece, what did you say, Perk? All flats, air fried. Was it the best yeah. playoff performance yeah. of all time? Dressing. A little ranch dressing or a lot of ranch dressing. Jalen Rose, he gives us his list of best playoff performances next. This may be the greatest playoff performance by any Heat player. I'm just hooping, playing basketball the right way. Nobody home! Miami Legion for the first time tonight! I love the competitive aspect of it. This is where all the like, best players, they just they show up and they show out. The eight-seeded Heat, they shot the Bucks and take a three games to one lead in this best of seven series. It's time for Putting in Work, presented by Upwork. And man, oh man, did Jimmy Butler give Milwaukee some work last night. He scored 56 points in the win, setting the Heat playoff record, tying for the fourth most in any playoff game in league history. And then the Heat, they needed every single bucket because they trailed by as many as 15 points. The 56 points tied Michael Jordan for the most in any 15-point playoff comeback. Jordan's was also in Miami, but it was against the Heat. And then Butler, he dominated from the jump, scoring 22 in the first and then closing it out with 21 in the fourth. That effort makes him the only player in the play-by-play -play era to score 20 in multiple playoff quarters, which is just insane. So Jalen Rose is back with us, who knows a little something about playoff basketball. I need you to add some historical context for us here, Jalen. Where does this rank on the list of all-time great playoff performances, sir? So it's going to go down in history as one of the all-time great performances. Mm. However, Malika, as a history lesson today, I want to give you guys my top five most memorable playoff moments. Let's get it. Let's go back to 1980 Ooh. when the NBA was on tape delay and a guy that just won the championship in college as a rookie, Irvin Magic Johnson, won the championship and he jumped center in the closeout game mm. because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was injured. Put in work, Irvin Magic Johnson. Memorable performance. Boom. How about this next one? Let's go to 1986. Sometimes I dream oh, that MJ. There's a reason why he hasn't played basketball in 30 years and people still buying his shoes. Look at the red, white, and black ones, so cold. Ooh, look at him, Malika. The double pump, oh, the basket and the foul. And this is against an all-time great Celtic team led by Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, mm. and Kevin McHale. But let's go to the next one. 1987, Larry Joe Bird. Oh, yes. The Hick from French Lick. And this broke my heart. Oh, the bird still underneath the DJ. Rest in peace, DJ. This broke my heart of my Detroit Pistons losing that game. But you got to recognize game when it's in your face. And Larry Joe Bird made all of us do so. But next, Isaiah oh. Lord Thomas the third. Nowadays, people are talking about low management. Malika, look what Isaiah's doing. Out there playing on a bum ankle, mm -hmm. literally breaking records in third quarter scoring, put up 43 at Los Angeles. And last at but not least, the king, oh. LeBron James. Yep. In 2012, sorry, Big Perk, but that look right there, 
is a menace to society. Old dog will be calling for support with those looks in that eyes. And I'll tell you what, LeBron James was trying to establish a championship pedigree that he now has four times over. That was his signature moment to take it to the next level. Jalen Rose, thank you so very much. Miami Heat fans have seen some excellent playoff performances. More NBA Today back after this. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. Rooted in communities big and small. We could potentially have some great game sixes on Friday night. You can see the slate across the board right here on the ESPN family of networks. What are we most looking forward to tonight, guys? Dinner. <laughs> Am I talking to Perk? What's oh, happening no, here? No, oh, dang. That's disrespectful. Perk, you catching strays, my guy. That's Orlovsky, what's up? Today, NFL Live.